Irish Community on AM 1430 Fairchild Radio. All right, we're away. Here we go. You couldn't have come at a better time. Where is this place we've come to? We don't know what to say. We long to see each other and are frightened of that day. You met me in a barren place. You walked me to the hill We were so good for each other then I know we could be still You couldn't have come at a better time You couldn't have come at a better time You couldn't have come at a better time Not if you tried, oh no Not if you tried, oh no have 500 questions between you and me but when you look into my eyes my love tell me what you see is it something you're not sure of is it something true and fine or is it just another case of the right thing at the wrong time you couldn't have come at a better time You couldn't have come at a better time You couldn't have come at a better time Since we were first together By the lakeside sky so blue We were so good for each other Me and you and me You couldn't have come at a better time. Not if you tried. Oh no, not if you tried. Oh no. You couldn't have come at a better time. You couldn't have come at a better time. You couldn't have come at a better time. Not if you tried. Oh no, not if you tried. Oh no, not if you tried. All right, Luca Bloom kicking off the program today with You Couldn't Have Come at a Better Time. I had that song lined up for. For a couple of weeks, I think, sitting in the queue, and I, I didn't end up changing it this morning. I don't know if anyone else was as daft as myself to get up at 3 o'clock this morning and watch that performance from Ireland, but a very disappointing start to my day. had to go uh, back and catch a couple of hours sleep, and uh, then at least got up and uh, was able to watch uh, my favourite premiership team, Liverpool, squeeze out a wee victory. So... A couple of a different results, uh, I suppose, to uh, to get my Saturday going, but still feeling the pain of um, that Irish result this morning. So I suppose you couldn't have come at a better time. It's a bit of music and a bit of coal and a bit of crack to uh, to get your Saturday going. A bit of a damp one out there this morning. Mr. O'Brien is out at the St. Pat's Golf Tournament and uh, he was putting for eagle when he called in for me uh, there a couple of minutes ago. Are you, are you live there, Mark? <laughs> We drained it, Kenny. We drained it. We're two under after one. 
Ah, good man. Well done. Yeah. I hit the long drive and then we poked it to like 10 feet and uh, one of my partners here just sunk a raker. Oh, brilliant. that magic. What a great start. Yeah, a great start. I'm pity we can't say the same about our day. Yes, uh, I heard you talking a little bit about uh, our disappointing result today. I mean, maybe it's the kick in the bum we needed, is it? Maybe, Mark. You know, we uh, we certainly, you know, back in our 2015 day in Wales there uh, and watching the, the pool games, you know, we... we were playing blinders and and uh, then hit all the injuries in in the French game yeah. and then got knocked out by Argentina. I suppose if we could, I've I've been trying to justify this loss to myself, and that <laughs> is uh, that maybe just this is the loss and then we turn it around from here. So, listen, yeah. Japan beat uh, South Africa uh, in in uh, in uh, Wales at the World Cup in 2015 and South Africa went on to a semi final. So. You just never know, right? But it, yeah, it does yeah. certainly put us in a tough position and the potential now of facing New Zealand versus um, South Africa. But sure, look, yeah. you have to beat them to go on anyway, right? So Yeah, yeah you do. And you full do. credit no, to no, Japan. No. They were up for it. They targeted us. And uh, their coach talked about this uh, after the game. He, he said that uh, this was the game that they wanted. Uh, yeah. to win so uh, you know they've been they've been working their way to this so you look at you never know uh, there's there's a few other tough games for uh, for for Japan and maybe with two bonus point wins in our two final games that we still have yeah. a chance to come out on top yeah yeah well hopefully from your lips to God's ears Kenny so well um, sure look it's, it's, heading down there. it's just a shame that we're that we're dependent now on other results um, but that's the yeah. way it goes that's the a way. little bit. That's, That's true. That is true. So, uh, well, and poor old yeah. Canada as well got off to a, an awful uh, rough start. They got clobbered they by uh, by Italy. So, you know, and they're in a in a fierce, tough group. So, they are. Yeah, they're, they're they got the group of death. Now, all right, uh, they, they got the indeed. group of death. And I don't know if you watched the USA versus England game, but uh, there was a corkman in there, young Quill. He was red carded for for a, a <laughs> rather high tackle uh, on an English player there, a shoulder to the to the head. So Aye, there was uh, three, three Irish lads in, in that team and there's a couple in the Canadian team as well. But um, anyway, yeah. that's the, the update on the old Rugby World Cup. So That's the rugby. I, I did happen to notice before I teed off that Shane Lowry got off to a, an incredible start today. He was uh, either five under after five or six under after six. And yep. uh, so he's off to a blistering start there. And he's actually, uh, he's, he's after going to seven under now through uh, 13. He's 12 under overall. And um, I don't know if I, if I shared this with you or not, but I when I landed in, in Heathrow um, a week ago uh, or so, maybe a couple of weeks ago now, I'm, I'm all mixed up with my times. So I guess it was two weeks ago this Saturday when I... Uh, uh, I landed in, in, no, it wasn't even a Saturday, it was a Monday, and I landed in uh, in Heathrow, and uh, my pal's bag didn't come, so he was over waiting with the Air Canada folks, and next thing I spot this fellow walking over to the uh, the, the luggage, uh, the oversized luggage, and I thought to myself, jeepers, that looks like Shane Lowry, and sure enough, there he was. The man who won the British Open, Mark, picking up his own bag and coming back over, so I, oh. I went and had a quick word with him, and he was very oh, gracious. Yeah, and uh, and uh, it was kind of gas just to see him, but uh, yeah. And then when I walked out, there was all the lads holding up the signs for the BMW Championship. Oh. I'm going to chance my arm and and, and go and oh, them, but yeah. <laughs> I decided you look like you might make the grade there. So yeah. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, he's flying it today, and um, 
So is uh, Porek, actually. He's 10 under uh, on oh. his total round. And um, Paul Dunn and Graham McDowell have turned their rounds, uh, their, their earlier rounds around. They're both sitting at three under now. They're well off. And then Rory is yeah. even par. He's uh, he's eight under for his uh, All right. All right. So we're glad it's going well there. Yes, indeed. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Good. It's nice to see. It's a it's a different type of tournament, the Alfred Dunhill, where they play Kingsburns, Carnoustie and St. Andrews. And then the final round is all at St. Andrews, right? I see Rory is playing. Right, right. Well, listen, um, I, I don't know. I just wanted to mention that there was a massive spike in ratings last week. So don't make a mess of this today. Michelle and Khan got this thing back on track. So um, make sure that you... Uh, Hold down the fort well for me there, right? Yeah, I'm delighted to hear it, although a lot of people were saying that maybe it should just be left to con and, and uh, you know, the two of us should just stay permanently <laughs> away from this kind of a thing, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, maybe we, if he's listening, maybe he can start negotiating that. Right? <laughs> That's it, exactly, yeah. <laughs> he, might be, uh, he might be back in bed now after, I'm sure he got up to watch that game as well, so... Uh, I know he didn't nearly start in a great photo of the two E here in the studio with uh, uh, Con and his Irish jersey on. So fantastic and well <laughs> yeah. done, Con, for uh, coming in. And you did a great uh, job, a super yeah, job. You'll have so. to come back again. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, have to come back again. And, well, uh, my partners are waiting for me to bang one up the middle here, right. Kenny. You get on and, with it, um, pal, and play. play I'll be well. listening in here from the cart. I'd say you will. All right, I'll be filling in with loads. Of, stay tuned. I might even play a Joe song. Oh, lovely. <laughs> Hardly. <laughs> All right, All my right, friend. Buddy. Take her easy. Hit them straight. Thanks, Kenny. Good luck. Good luck. Bye. Good stuff. Thanks to Mark for calling in. And uh, sure, look at we may as well uh, we'll kick on with another wee bit of music here. This is a fella I've played uh, in the past. It's uh, Rosie, and Rosie is out of Burr in, of course, the county Offaly. Uh, his debut album was in two thousand one. It was called Sketch the Day, Paint the Night, and uh, it's a very very good CD. You should pick it up. This uh, this song that I'm going to play, of course, is a an older song. It's called "Easy and Slow," one of one of the favourites around, I'm sure, the community. I believe it was written by Sean O'Casey and Dominic Behan, and it's on his CD, uh, "The Day Before the Fair," and that was released in 2018. Here's Rosie and uh, bringing up the old county offly for us. <laughs> Down by Christchurch, you first met with a knee, a gentle young maiden, and not a bit shy. She told me that her daddy, who came from Duncan, and would take her back home in the sweet by and by. What's it to any man, whether or no, whether I'm easy or whether I'm true? She lifted her petticoat, easy and slow. I tied up my sleeve for to buckle her shoe And if ever you go to the town of Duncan And you may search till your eyes they are empty and blind Be you walking or running or sitting or standing A girl like Annie you never will find From what's it to any man whether or not whether I'm easy or whether I'm true Lifted a petticoat, lazy and slow And I tied up my sleeve for to buckle a shoe
along Palmer Street down to the levee. The sunshine was gone and the evening grew dark. The long by Kingsbridge, we got in the jiffy. My arms were around her beyond in the park. What's it to any man, whether or no, whether I may see or whether I'm true? She lifted her petticoat, easy and slow, and I tied up my sleeve for to buckle her shoe. Yes, what's it to any man, whether or no, whether I'm easy or whether I'm true? Lifted a petticoat, easy and slow, and I tied up my sleeve for to buckle the shoe. The Quinn family invite you to visit downtown Toronto's oasis of Irish hospitality at the Irish Embassy, 49 Young Street at Wellington, and PJ O'Brien's at 39 Colborne, just behind the King Edward Hotel. The Irish Embassy, a landmark of classic architecture, is your downtown destination for drinks, snacks, lunch, or dinner. Call 416-866-8282. And just around the corner, enjoy the local pub atmosphere of PJ O'Brien's, serving the best in pub fare and also your downtown venue for an intimate evening dinner. PJ's has live music every Friday and Saturday night. Call PJ's at 416-815-7562. All right, it's time to get the news from Ireland and we head up Ottawa Way and chat to Desmond Avoy. A very good morning, Desmond. And a very good morning to you, Ken, and a very good morning to all of our listeners on a soggy Saturday morning. Desmond Avoy here with the news from Ireland. The news is brought to you by our friends at Aer Lingus. Here are the top stories that are making headlines in Ireland. Our top story this morning. As economic weeks go, this had to be one of the worst that Northern Ireland has seen in a long time. We start with the collapse of the world's oldest travel agency, Thomas Cook, which saw more than 23 Northern Ireland outlets close across the six counties with more than 100 job losses, according to the Belfast Telegraph. Ten of those offices were in Belfast alone. A bride-to-be in County Armagh shared a story that was all too common amongst Thomas Cook travellers with the company who were left stranded after the company collapsed on Sunday. Leanne Rafferty, 39, was due to fly from Belfast International Airport to Cyprus for her £5,500 dream wedding on October 2nd. The mother of three saw her wedding dreams with fiancé Patty Devlin, 39, go up in smoke as everything from the flights to the hotels to even the wedding photographer had been booked through Thomas Cook. To add to the misery, economically, Wrightbus entered into administration, leaving 1,200 people unemployed, according to the Belfast Telegraph. The Ballymena County Antrim-based bus manufacturer collapsed on Wednesday morning. A video posted on Twitter showed workers leaving the facility with their toolboxes in tow. There are still hopes that a buyer might still be found. The United Union's Regional Secretary, Jackie Pollock, said that Wrightbus was the only remaining UK company capable of producing double-decker buses needed for commuters in London, Dublin and Belfast. Sunday Life reports that the 70-year-old company may have been banking on some divine intervention by giving away more than £15 million to Christian charities over the past six years. In its most recent public accounts for 2017, 
While it posted a loss of 1.17 million pounds, it donated 4.15 million pounds to Christian and charitable causes. Our next two stories highlight the tragic death of an Irishman here in Canada and the horrific medical struggle for life of a Canadian man in Ireland. We start here in Canada with the death of Johnny Hughes from Coal Island, County Tyrone, who died in Ontario this past Sunday at the Peterborough Regional Health Centre's palliative care unit. The father of two had been in this country with his young family working for Tyrone-based engineering firm McCloskey International. He leaves behind his fiancée, Danielle, and children, Jack and Grace. He was a former player with the GAA club Clano O'Rahillies. He was reported to have died from ALS, and donations were made after he was laid to rest on Thursday to ALS Canada. Meanwhile, the fiancé of a Canadian diver is watching and waiting by his bedside as he battles on life support. RTE News reports that Kim Martin, 56, was left almost completely paralyzed following a dive off the Lusitania shipwreck site near County Cork. He has been on life support for more than 50 days following the summer incident. Kirsten Chadwick was due to marry Martin on August 24th in the Muskoka region, north of Toronto, but those dreams are now on hold. She is appealing for financial help to bring her loved one back home to Canada. Martin was part of a contingent of experienced scuba divers visiting the site this past summer. It was the last exploration site on his bucket list of similar well-known shipwrecks around the world. He got into difficulties during the decompression portion of the dive. He was airlifted to the hyperbaric chamber at University Hospital Galway, where he remains. While he is conscious, he is on life support, and though his injuries are life-changing, he can be rehabilitated. Chadwick has set up a GoFundMe page, hoping to raise $100,000 for his medical costs and return here to Canada. Guardian Cork have shut down a huge poaching ring that was selling the illegal booze to homeless people. Gardaí and the Revenue Commissioners and Customs officials raided a home on Cork's north side this week and seized a large volume of the high-potency alcohol, according to the Irish Examiner. Also known lo- locally as Russian or Irish or Polish poutine, it was being sold on the streets in 500 milliliter bottles for up to 13 euros, with as much as 240 liters of the drink being sold each week. Several thousand euros in cash was seized, but no arrests made this week. Gardaí first became aware of a suspect after they started noticing the homemade alcohol on the streets in June. Following the surveillance operation, they noticed that a man was busy was busy as buying rather as much as 480 plastic water bottles each week from a local supermarket and carrying them home. He was then observed making up to five trips a day into the city centre to sell them. It is also alleged that he could hold on to, that he would hold on to the dole cards of his homeless clients until dole day to ensure payment. This week in our local news matters segment, we head to east to the province of Leinster, and we head first to Carlow, where Eamon Tracy of Ballantrain won the overall conventional class at the National Planning Championships in front of the tall crowd, the first time that's ever been done, according to the Carlow Nationalist. Turns out that Tracy has won a remarkable 10 consecutive national plowing championships in a row. In total, Eamon now has 14 national titles and three world crowns. He will now represent Ireland at the World Plowing Championships in St. Petersburg, Russia. Over to the village of Glen Ely, County Wicklow, where the Wicklow people reports that four asylum seekers living at a direct provision centre at the former Grand Hotel in Wicklow Town arrived to help get the town ready for judging for the Tidy Towns competition. Well, if Dingle in County Kerry can have Funky the Dawson, why can't Kilkenny Town have its own swimming celebrity? Otters are known for being nocturnal, but this otter loves the limelight, according to the Kilkenny people, and he's been seen swimming the length of John's Key from early morning to late at night. He has proven to be a hit with children, tourists, and nature enthusiasts. 
Well, Kilkenny folk are lucky to see an otter in daylight. They may not be as lucky with the Winning Streak TV show. It turns out, according to the people, that Kilkenny contestants are the most unlucky players on the show, now in its 30th year. The National Lottery put out a list this week showing the total and average wins for each county, with Kilkenny dead last with an average of €28,000 per win, the lowest average for contestants from the Republic. Taking the whole island into account, one player from County Antrim won less, €27,000, though not to be sniffed at. The luckiest county is Donegal, with a total winning pot of €630,000. The county with the highest average win per player is Monaghan. And there you go, folks. That was the news from Ireland for this week. The news is brought to you by our friends at Aer Lingus. To really see Ireland, go, go when others don't with Aer Lingus' off-season sale. Fly Toronto to Dublin from $559 round trip. Fares are per person, including air transportation charges, taxes, and fees. Restrictions apply. Book by October 3rd, that's next week, at www.aerlingus.com. That's www.aerlingus.com. Now you're up to date. Now it's back to Toronto with Yo Like a Scrack. So until next week, folks, Slongo Foil. Let's watch Twin Peaks in the summer. Close the curtains, we all grow. Let's play Judy in your bedroom. While our TVs are on Sell your writing to the majors Take me with you when you go All my friends are in Berlin now In this arcade I am
Ah, uh, yeah, that's a lovely sound altogether. That is Saint Sister. They were uh, formed in 2014. It's Morgan McIntyre, she's from uh, Belfast, and Gemma Doherty from Derry. And their music has been described as Atmos folk. Who knew? Anyway, it's a kind of a mix of Celtic harp tradition, 60s folk music, and electronic pop. That song there was called Twin Peaks, and it's from their uh, debut album, Shape of Silence. And it was uh, recorded in Kilorglan in the county Kerry. The two girls met actually at Trinity College when they were uh, studying and uh, formed their band. So there you go. That's uh, a nice wee bit of music from them, Saint Sister and Twin Peaks. Uh, now, coming up in a few minutes, I'm uh, pleased to be joined on the phone by Manus Maguire, a good Sligo man, but uh, these days lives down in Clare, and he has uh, a concert coming up here in Toronto with Emily Flack from Ontario. It's coming up on Saturday the 12th of October at the Burdock Music Hall on Bloor Street. And it's an afternoon show there. The doors open at half two and the show at three o'clock. Ten dollars in advance or fifteen dollars at the door. And he has a new CD, his third solo CD coming out here. It's called the Copper Plate Sessions. And uh, I'm going to play uh, a couple of tracks from that. One either side of the call we have with Manus. This one is appropriate call, uh, appropriately called the Canadian Reels. <laughs> Thank you. 
Ah, yes, very lovely. The Canadian Reel set and on the line to talk about it is the man himself, Manus Maguire. You're very welcome to the programme, Manus. Thanks very much, Ken. Thank you. And you're just back from uh, from Clifton. You had a, a big show with Buttons and Bows last night up in, in we're Clifton. There, yeah, we were up there last night, Ken, at the Clifton Arts Festival. It goes on for about 12 or 13 days, I think. And uh, we were doing a, a show last night, and it was, it was it was lovely. It was a lovely, it's a really nice arts festival, and it encompasses all sorts of, you know, both visual arts, uh, traditional music, folk music, and also all, all genres of music. And then there's a lot of poetry and literature reading. So... It was lovely. It was a really nice festival, and it was just great to be up there last night. I'm literally just back down here in Clare the last half an hour. Lovely stuff. And uh, you were saying you ran into an old school pal of yours that I'm sure our audience would be familiar with. Tommy Gorman, Tommy yeah. Gorman. Tommy was in school with me. And he, Tommy, is, as many of your people, audience listeners, will know Tommy was the, or is the Orchie correspondent for Northern Ireland and has been for many years. And uh, he's a great guy, and I, I hadn't seen him for a long time, but he was there. He was actually at the Arts Festival, and uh, I heard him doing a very interesting discussion, an interview situation with uh, Seamus Mallon, the former SDLP uh, politician, and uh, it was lovely. It was really well attended. There must have been five, 600 people there today uh, listening to this. Uh, what was a fantastic interview. Uh, Tommy, Tommy does great interviews, as you know, with the politicians of all persuasions in Northern Ireland. And he did a great he did a great interview with Seamus Mallon. And I literally came from away from that there a few hours ago. Brilliant. Two greats Ligo men, huh? Fantastic. Well done, Manus. Now you have a new uh, a new C D out called the Copper Plate Sessions and uh, on there there's a, a good Canadian lass that you're gonna have a concert with here on the twelfth of October, Emily Flack. Tell us a little bit about uh, about your CD. I appreciate you sending out. I had a few listens to it there this week, and uh, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I recorded it last year, Ken. It's my third solo album, and uh, but having said that, I have a good few guests on it, and you know, I think the, I, what I wanted to capture, and I think you'll probably have read it on the sleeve notes. Uh, I was I play quite a bit in the Shetland Islands, uh, the islands situated between Scotland and Norway, and I was up there uh, two years ago. And uh, with a fantastic session at the end of the festival, a whole bunch of Shetland musicians and uh, Scottish musicians that I that I do a good bit of work with over the years. And Emily Flack, I've become friendly with uh, over the last number of years. She's from uh, Ontario. Originally, she's from just outside London, Ontario, Dorchester. She's now last back living in, in Toronto, but she has been in Ireland in Limerick, which is very near me here, uh, for the past three years doing an MA in traditional Irish music and song at the... Um, at the, at the University of Limerick, at the Irish World Academy there. So Emily is a fantastic performer, and uh, she uh, is on the album on a few of the tracks as well. She sings Bert Namona, and she sings on Curious Malaha. So Emily is back in Canada, and I'm going to be over there literally in two weeks' time, two weeks from today, in fact. And we're doing an afternoon matinee show at the uh, Burdock Music Hall, which I'm told... Is, is quite the music venue now in Toronto. A lot of people like to go there to listen to their live music. And it's not a venue that I was familiar with before, but uh, the Burdock Music Hall, it's, I think it's there on West Bloor Street. So yes, a lot it's of on Bloor Street there, yeah. I, I don't think I've actually in, been in it myself. So, um, is that right? Okay. No, yeah, yeah, but uh, that's great. We'll uh, we'll hope to get down to see you on uh, on the day, on, yeah. the, uh, on the 12th of October. The, the so. day two weeks, which is the 12th of October, and we're on there at 3 p.m. Brilliant, perfect. It's the Thanksgiving weekend here in in I know uh, it in is. Canada, yeah, so yeah. it's a nice way to to spend your afternoon uh, listening to uh, some Irish and uh, Canadian fiddle playing and a bit of sing song. It'd be great, wouldn't it? 
well, I hope people, I think, I hope people will enjoy it, and uh, we're certainly looking forward to it very much. That's fantastic. And um, Gort Namona, actually, I have it lined up to play next. It's a, a Percy French song. Percy French, yeah, yeah, who wrote some great songs, as many of our listeners will know. Percy French was born in 1854, he died in 1920, and he was from County Roscommon in the west of Ireland. But uh, he wrote he uh, put the, he, he wrote this song, and uh, it was later put to music then by the British composer Philip Green. But uh, Emily learned the song uh, from Sean Keane, the singer from Carlisle Strand in oh, County yes. Galway. Yeah. And she was very influenced by a lot of the Irish singers. In fact, Emily has recorded a lovely EP herself, called Throwing Shapes, and I know it's, be, it's very popular back on, in, in Canada on, on radio shows over there. It gets a lot of play. But uh, this particular song she loves to sing, and I heard her singing it, and I said, OK, Emily, guess what? We're going to have to record this one. Ah, but she did, and I think she did a very good job. Oh, that's lovely, yeah. She does do a nice job, and we'll let our, our listeners have a, a peek at that uh, in a few minutes here as well. So it's, uh, it's great. We definitely uh, look forward to uh, playing a few more of these tracks over the coming weeks, too, from your, uh, from your CD. Thanks again. Your, your third solo, that's that. amazing. Thank you very much. When you're selecting songs for this, you know, what's your, what's your process, Manus? Well, what I, what I did on this occasion, Ken, was I wanted to get a collection of Irish, Canadian, Orkney and Shetland music. And so the opening and closing tracks on the album, as you will see, are Irish. But uh, a lot of the others are Canadian. The second one is the Carousel Waltz, which is written by Andy DeJarlis from uh, Alberta and was popularized in Canada by the great fiddle player Rudy Meeks, who sadly passed away very recently. We're all very sad to hear that here in Ireland. Mm-hmm. Rudy Meeks. So, yeah, that's the Carousel Waltz. And then the Canadian Wheel set that you just played there. And then there's, there's an Orkney set of reels, and there's a Shetland set of reels with a Shetland air as well. And then, as I say, the Irish songs, and then we finish off with the Irish uh, instrumental piece. Yes. So I just wanted to give it a kind of a cross-section between song and music. And, of course, there's dance as well, because I forgot to say that Emily does fantastic Ottawa Valley uh, step dance. And she does two tracks where she dances uh, for the tunes that I play. And in fact, on the show that we're doing in two weeks' time at the Burdock Music Hall, she'll be dancing as well as doing her song. And she does uh, piano for me as well. Oh, wonderful. So, that's, um, that's great. I yeah. wanted to get that, to answer your question, I wanted to get a kind of a nice, as much as I could, a nice crossover between the Irish and the different other folk genres that I like to, to, to hear, you know, Orkney, Shetland and Canadian. Because I spend a good bit of time in Canada. Some of your listeners might know that in the late 70s. Right, and okay. I got to meet, you know, Graham and Eleanor Townsend and uh, Glenn Paul, Gilles Lothier, all those people that were playing music at that time. Oh, very good. And, and did uh, you live out here, Manus, for a while? I spent three months in 79 and seven, in both in 78 and 79 in Toronto. Oh, brilliant. And in fact, I used to play, I was a student at the time in, uh, in NUIG, or as it was called back then, UCG in Galway now called NUIG, National University of Ireland, Galway. And uh, so for my summer uh, vacation, I used to go to, to Toronto and play the fiddle. And one of the summers I spent the fiddle playing, the, uh, I spent the uh, summer doing um, doing busking. And I was playing the fiddle with a great friend of mine from PEI. Uh, and we used to play there down in the corner of Queen and Young at, the, at what was called the Eaton Centre. Yeah, I'm not sure right. what it's, it's called now. Yeah, it's still there. Yeah, indeed it is. It's, it's yeah, had a few so facelifts since that. then, but, uh, but it's still there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a great city altogether. And there's another Sligo musician around here, Brian Tahney. Do you know Brian? Yeah, I know Brian. Yeah, I know Brian very well. And he plays with North Atlantic Drift. I know he does. And himself and Dan MacDonald and Ross Griffith. That's in right. fact, they were here in, in Ireland in May. 
and I, I helped organise uh, one of the dates for them on their Irish tour. Oh, very good. So I know those guys very well, and Dan has been, all those guys are good friends of mine. Brilliant. Dan was very, uh, very, very kindly uh, was able to get this particular gig set up for me, the one that we're talking about in the Burdock Music Hall, because he's contacts there and he plays there quite a bit. Fantastic. Yeah, had, uh, after you had connected with me on email, I, about two days later, I had an email from Brian announcing your your uh, your show coming up. So, oh, is that right? He's getting, yeah, he's getting yeah. the word out for you as well. Brian. Yeah, very good indeed. Yeah, I met him. Uh, I met him a little while ago there at a at another concert. So uh, all good. Yeah. it's good to keep the old Sligo connection going. That's great. Oh, of course. Yeah, Brian has been over. In fact, I just saw recently on an on an album sleeve notes. Brian left Sligo for Ontario way back in 1988, so he's there with you over 30 years. That's it, yeah. I came in uh, 89, a year a year later. Okay. And his, right, uh, okay. his family, uh, Tahani's uh, electric shop, was across the street yeah, from my own father's shop. So it's, uh, oh, I see. Yeah. Yeah, they're in High Street. Yeah. That's exactly it, yeah. yeah. So all good. Now, Big Sligo uh, connection. A good Sligo connection. And speaking of Sligo, you were telling me too, you're, uh, you're on the way up tomorrow to the showgrounds. Sligo take on... Dundalk. Sligo Rovers take on uh, Dundalk in the FAI Cup semi-final. Yes, yeah, I've, yeah, I'm having grown up as I did, and as you did, Ken, right beside the showgrounds, I was an avid, and I'm, I'm still am an avid Sligo Rovers supporter. So I always like to kick every ball, as it were, with them, exactly. whether they're playing at home or away. Uh, brilliant. And with a cup semi-final now, we'll all be rooting for them tomorrow against Dundalk. For sure, for sure. And they're going to face uh, Shamrock Rovers, uh, an arch rival, for sure. Yeah, uh, who, they're awaiting. They're awaiting the winners now. Dundalk. Having said all that, would yes. be overwhelming favourites to win tomorrow yeah, because course. they're the current league champions and they are unquestionably the top team in the country. There's no doubt about it. But you know, it. cup is a cup and you never know over 90 minutes. Sligo Rovers can give them a good game. Let's hope, let's hope. And we're on let's home hope, turf, exactly, so uh, yeah. <laughs> I hope they get a good crowd out. I hope you enjoy it. And we look forward to seeing Thanks. you here in Toronto, Manus. We, uh, yeah, looking forward to it very much. appreciate you uh, giving us a ring and, and staying in touch. And uh, hopefully we'll see you down there on the 12th. Thanks very much, Ken. Thanks for all your support. I really appreciate that. No problem at all. All the best. Bye-bye for now. Thanks. Take Cheers. Care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
Isn't that lovely? There you go, Emily Flack and Manus Maguire. And on cello there was Ellen uh, Gira, uh, so from the USA. And that, of course, again is from Manus's uh, third sol- solo album called The Copper Plate Sessions. And uh, you can see Manus in Toronto in a couple of weeks' time. And we'll uh, look forward to, uh, to that show in uh, Toronto. All right, it's time for the Guinness Community Arriving Club. in Canada, Guinness Hop House 13, all the way from the Open Gate Brewery at St. James Gate in Dublin. Double hopped for a more flavourful lager, from the first sip to the crisp finish. Earning its name from the original Hop House 13 at St. James Gate. Available at select pubs and now arriving across Canada in 500ml cans. Guinness Hop House 13. More hops, more taste more character yes indeed all right guinness hop house 13 all right well the mayo association pub night is on tonight and it is down at the tara inn on kingston road 23 kingston road starts at eight o'clock it's ten dollars per person there'll be music raffles and some home bacon so hopefully everybody gets out and uh, supports the mayo association tonight Coming up on the 1st of October, it's the 6th Annual President's Dinner, the Ireland-Canada Chamber of Commerce. It's taking place at the National Club on 303 Bay Street. Dinner is at half six. There are cocktails at half five. The keynote address is Mairead Lavery, and she's the CEO of Export Development Canada. And it is business attire. It's $150 per person, and you can check out ctickt information at com. Well, we had Khan on the program last week, and as he said, uh, it's the last hurrah, and all good things must come to an end. After 30 memorable years, they're bringing an end to the wonderful autumn tradition of the Cork Association. And uh, that is um, going to take place up at St. Bonaventure's Parish Hall, 1300 Leslie Street. Our doors are at uh, half six, dinner is at seven. 
Tickets are $65. Hugo Strani will provide you the entertainment. And uh, there'll be loads of great crack prizes and f- um, music up there. Uh, so you can contact John Cawley at 647-285-0866 or send him an email, john.g.cawley47 at gmail.com and uh, get yourselves up to, uh, to Leslie Street there. And as we just spoke with Manus Maguire there, he is in concert with Emily Flack on Saturday, the 12th of October at the Burdock Music Hall. That's 1180 Floor, 84 Bloor Street, West in Toronto. Doors open at half two and the show is on at three o'clock. It's $10 in advance and $15 at the door. On Saturday, October uh, the 19th from 8 p.m. till 11.30, it's an open door, Cayley. Everyone is welcome, of course, beginners and advanced alike, and that's taking place at the Royal Canadian Legion, 3591 Dundas Street West in Toronto. Tickets are uh, $15. It's cash bar. There'll be Barry's Irish Tea and home-baked treats. Music is by Jenny Melvin and Friends. And, of course, there'll be all the, the dance, and there is free parking. It is TTC accessible. And for more information, give our pal Geraldine a call at 416-573-1205 or Mary a shout at 905-330-7972. And of course, uh, as they've done with uh, the last few Cayley dances, it's uh, for anybody that is new to Cayley's, they'll be holding a workshop for beginners from uh, half seven till eight o'clock. And the uh, Friends of Sinn Féin will be hosting their annual dinner on the 9th of November. The guest speaker from Ireland this year will be Martin Kenny, TD. The dinner will be at the Hot House at the St. Lawrence um, Market area there, Church and Front Street. Tickets are $125, and they go on sale now. And um, It is, of course, uh, coming on the heels of uh, what could be the old Brexit deadline. Um, we'll see what happens there. So I'm sure it will be a very interesting uh, chat there. You can get all the uh, ticket information at their website, fosfc.com. And also in Ottawa on the 10th of November, uh, Martin Kenny will be down in Ottawa Way and he'll be at the Heart and Crown, and that's in the, uh, the old market district there. Ticket information, again, can be uh, found at the Friends of Sinn Féin website. Maureen wants you to know that the dancing is back, and she's up at the Ireland Supporters Club in Ridgeway, Mississauga, from half seven to half nine on Mondays, on Tuesday in the Corktown Pub at 175 Young Street in Hamilton, and Wednesdays at the Emerald Isle Senior Centre on the Danforth. She'll have the children on there from half five to half seven, and then the adults from 7.30 till 9.30, and you can get in touch with Maureen at moleary2001 at rogers.com or give her a ring at 416-446-6993. I mentioned Brian Tahaney earlier. Uh, Brian and his pals Dan and Ross are the North Atlantic Drift and they are playing a show on the 18th of October at 9pm at the local pub at 396 Ronchesvale Avenue in Toronto. If you've got a uh, an event coming up and you want to send me an email, please do so. Ken at SaturdayIrishRadio.com. You can also get in touch with Mark, Mark at SaturdayIrishRadio.com. And for all the phone numbers and websites and email addresses, you can go to our website, SaturdayIrishRadio.com. Okay, now uh, here's a lovely uh, duo um, that are from... Dingle in County Kerry, Lumaire, and it's Pauline Scanlon and Eilish Kennedy. 
And this is from their 2009 self-titled album, and it's Fair and Tender Ladies. Enjoy.
When you think of Irish tradition, what comes to mind? Live music, great hospitality, and a pub atmosphere of laughter and song imported from the Emerald Isle itself. And one of Ireland's greatest imports is the Keane family, serving up the finest fare and crack this side of County Galway since 1991 at the Galway Arms. The family-owned pub has been charming patrons since, well, last century, and as a result attracts some of the GTA's greatest Irish characters. Known far and wide for its chef-designed menu and traditional Irish music, it's also Toronto's home of Gaelic games live from Ireland on the big screens. You can like them on Facebook and you're sure to like them in person. Visit thegalwayarms.ca to view daily specials. The Galway Arms, your home away from home and not too far from home at 838 The Queensway in Etobicoke. Call 416-251-0096. Make a date and make it for the Galway Arms. There you go, folks. That's a wrap. It's another show. Thanks a million for listening in. Thanks to Manus. Thanks to Des and Marco calling in. These lads played to a sold-out show on the Danforth, a good Scottish-Irish mixed band, the Water Boys. This is a flavour. All the best. Programming for Toronto's Irish community can be heard every Saturday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. on AM 1430 CHKT Fairchild Radio.